Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is June 20th, and Danny, we are the first people with feet on the ground in Kansas City to eat the Kansas City Stack Burger from McDonald's. Yeah. Seems I- like we wouldn't be the first people to do that, though. How, like, why would we be the first people? Well, I was going to say, I feel like Neil Armstrong right now. Okay. Like, I <laughs> basically the me eating a shitty, possibly 24 hour old McDonald's. Yeah, definitely 24 hours old. 24 hour old McDonald's burger makes me the equivalent of Neil Armstrong. Yes. So if you're confused when you're t- tuning in, uh, we are talking about uh, McDonald's UK. So that's the United Kingdom. That's London. Yeah. I don't know. Wales is part of it. Yeah, Wales. Uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland. Northern I- no, only Northern Ireland. Okay, not yeah. Ireland. Okay, yeah. so Scotland. the UK. Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. Yeah. They put out a burger called the Kansas City Stack. Yeah, it's a part of their um, like travel the world promotion that they're doing yeah, this summer. The, yeah, so big promotion, and Kansas City got their name put on a burger in London, yeah. and we found out about it because our friend Ben lives in London, and, and he and he told us about it. Yeah, so Ben uh, Ben was out one Friday. Can we call night. him Titties? Yeah, his name okay, is Titties. So Titties was out Friday. Titties night. was out Friday night and came across some late night food. Went to McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with that. We won't judge you. Uh, and on the menu was a Kansas City stack. Mm-hmm. It's a double burger with bacon and barbecue or barbecue steak sauce yeah. equivalent uh, or so- something along those lines. And um, Ben texted me about it and said, hey, have you heard of this? And I said, no, but, um, you know. Bring some to Kansas City. We'd love to review it on the podcast. Yeah. So he's coming in town for a wedding. So he says, okay, I got you. Get some, uh, like basically freezer yeah, like seal, vacuum like seal. vacuum seal bags. So buys a couple burgers for us. Freezes them. Freezes them. Yes. When was this? When did he buy them? Like it's last Thursday. night. So last night. In London. In London, he bought them. Yeah. Froze them. And we're finding out about this. And then as we're we're making all these plans on Twitter, the takes start coming yeah. in. So it kind of goes al- yeah. about the burger. Yeah. So McDonald's UK tweets it out yesterday, which as we're recording this was Tuesday. So McDonald's UK tweets about this burger on Tuesday. It goes like viral in Kansas City. Yeah. So it, whatever that means. But like it goes viral in Kansas City. Every news station in Kansas City is like kind of tweeting about it. Talk radio is talking about it. It goes a little bit viral in Kansas City. And at this point, we know that we're going to be eating this burger tonight. We're going to yeah. be eating this burger on Wednesday. So we kind of tweeted, hey, we're actually going to be able to try this burger. Yeah, we're getting a, you know, a first go around and we know we're going to have a pass. So we yeah, our London tweet. correspondent. Yeah, our London correspondent. Titties. Titties. Uh, <laughs> we know he's got the goods. Uh, and we tweeted at tweeted out get a little traction. Then I see Mick Schaefer tweet about it. Uh-huh. One of my favorite followers on Twitter. We tweet b- back at Mick saying, "Hey, you know, we got one, you know, flying over here tomorrow." Mick 
I'm gonna reveal a slid right into the DMs. Uh-huh. Says, "Are you kidding me? I we gotta do a, a news story about this." Yeah, and so I we exchange contact. I'm like, "All right, Mick, sweet. Uh, we'd love to do something." Guys, Mick Schaefer, Mick freaking Schaefer, Metro Sports, <laughs> Mick Schaefer, Metro Sports <laughs> legend. <laughs> yeah, like if, if you were a high school athlete and Mick Schaefer had you know was on your highlight yeah. reel, that's big time. Oh, huge. Yeah. So Mick says, "All right, we're gonna do a story on you. I'll put you in contact with a reporter." So all that happens, we get the details worked out. Reporter comes over to Danny's place at 5.15. The pod studio. The pod pod studio. studio. And uh, we get to, you know, sit down, try the burger, get videotaped by a professional news crew. Yeah. 41 Action News is like in my apartment. The NBC affiliate in Kansas City is sitting there. Watching us stuff our faces with this fat yeah. burger. For, I'm doing like two uh, bites yeah. at a time. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're eating and you don't give yourself time to swallow mm-hmm. and you just, you take another bite before you even swallow the first bite. That's what I'm doing while NBC 41 Action News is filming me. Do this. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it was, it was really cool and like surreal. Like, is this really happening? Like all through a couple tweets. Yeah. <laughs> and we're new at this podcast. Everyone wants to go viral. Yeah, I know. And so now we have a, a news camera in our studio filming us eating burgers. Uh, so it's going to be on, well, Wednesday night, 10 o'clock. So hopefully you'll have watched it. Uh, Danny did the interview. Uh, and then I think it's going to play Thursday morning. Too, yeah, Thursday morning at the 6 a.m. news. 6 and 8 for sure. Uh-huh. Maybe a couple other ones, uh, which is really cool. Mick Schaefer is going to talk about it. So that's awesome again. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and, we, and then we do review the burger. So uh, on, we don't really get a, a, a real good chance to review the burger for 41 Action News, but we review the burger. Yeah. Uh, and that, we'll play that for you coming up in here in a sec. Yeah. So here we go. Here is our burger review of the Kansas City staff. First people in Kansas City. First people feet on the ground in Kansas City to try Neil this Neil Armstrong. Burger. Here that's it is. Me. Okay, so as we said, we have the Kansas City stack all the way from London, courtesy of our good friend Ben Grossadier. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Shout ben. out, Ben. Uh, so it's it got on the plane at 9 a.m. this morning, London time. L- yes. Got here at 3 o'clock. Yes, Kansas City time. It's 5 o'clock. Okay. So eight hours Eight old? hours. Okay. Just eight hours yeah. only. To ignore the time zones. Ignore yeah, the math that comes with traveling west it's been eight hours. Eight hours. We have the Kansas City stack. It has uh, bacon, two all beef patties, bacon, English English beef, and Irish beef. They made sure to to establish that. Okay, we won't get into the UK and which countries. I, I get confused there. Yeah. All right. So, smoky steakhouse barbecue sauce sandwiched between a barbecue flavored toasted bun. So I okay. think the bun is going to have some flavor on it. Yes. Too. Uh, Cheese, onions, lettuce, I think that's about Caramelized it. onions. Caramelized onions. Let's take a look at this beauty. Uh, it looks like it's been in an airplane for eight hours. <laughs> but it was vacuum sealed. It was vacuum sealed. Oh, it actually doesn't smell too bad. Heated up in the microwave. Yeah. Uh, um, the lettuce is probably the most concerning looking part. <laughs> it's not like normal iceberg lettuce. It's very wilted now. It's, I don't know what it's, it looks uh, like. It looks like arugula or something. What is yeah. it called, Ben? Rocket lettuce? Rocket lettuce. Okay. Okay. Well, we've done enough talking. Let's do a little cheers. cheers. All right. Oh, that's London. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, mate. The All BK right. stack. Or the K- KC stack. stack. Here we go. 
Mm. There's a lot of beef in my mouth. It's stuffed. I mm. mean, it's not. It's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, it's not that. It tastes like a like a burger you'd get frozen all yeah. in one. It tastes like a like a Costco burger mm-hmm. that you'd buy pre-frozen. Um, I don't taste really the barbecue aspect of it. No, nope. don't taste that. Also, the bacon doesn't even taste like anything, which is concerning. Yeah, the bacon is um, yeah. very, um, very unflavorful. Yeah, it looks like it was microwavable bacon. Yeah, probably already cooked. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it tastes like a McDonald's burger. It survived. It traveled well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a lot of steak sauce in that bite. Cut. It's not good. Uh, that sauce is not very good. It's very bitter. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. the sauce. Now that I'm getting into the sauce, it tastes like when you put uh, ketchup on meatloaf. Oh, yeah. It tastes like meatloaf with ketchup on it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't the know. The edges without the sauce mm-hmm. tastes like a McDonald's like double quarter pounder because it's a, it's a huge burger. It's a big burger. Sauce is not great. Bacon, not a lot of flavor. Mm-mm. I this does not remind me anything of Kansas City specifically. Okay, at all. I'm getting much more of the sauce, and it's getting worse. Yeah, with every bite that I take. Exactly, and I I don't understand why this was called the Kansas City stack. We don't even do, have that. That's not a thing. Yeah, like we don't have a burger. We're not famous for burgers. We're not famous for bacon. Uh, maybe steakhouses. I think is their play. Which, yeah, beef. Yeah, steakhouses. Beef. Uh, but I would say we're more of a barbecue town, and you'd expect it to be of a more of a barbecue type burger. But yeah. it's definitely not that. No. Uh, Have you seen um, the reactions from Kansas Cityans on Twitter? Everyone's so upset about how it made us look like Southern. They're very upset about the yeehaw comment. The yeehaw wasn't great. Um, Which I don't know why everyone's so offended by yeehaw. It's a fun thing to say. I've never said it in my life. Say it. Yeehaw! <laughs> kind of fun. It's <laughs> not bad. That's not bad. It's kind of fun. But yeah, everyone saw that as like, hey, we're not this country town. Yeah. And kind of stuff like. So, did you see? Have any of your favorite? Reactions I was honestly, Twitter? I was honestly surprised that people in London or the UK had ever heard of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We have, um, we have a, our, our other London correspondent, Gemma, is here, and she's from the UK, and she said she's only heard of Kansas City through The Wizard of Oz. Oh, so, okay. uh, you know, occasionally Kansas City barbecue gets mentioned, but yeah, not really. So, uh, my favorite part was just the um, the GIF reactions on Twitter mm-hmm. and into the replies. So, yeah, uh, if you haven't checked out the McDonald's underscore UK um, original tweet about this, uh, the GIF reactions are pretty funny. It is pretty good, and even Mayor Sly James chimed in. Yeah, so that's. He got in on the <laughs> yeah. action. He said, stay in your lane, which is the wrong side of the road, by the way. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Burn. Burn. And, uh, and then he posted a burger, I think, from maybe uh, Q39. Like, okay. This is what a real Kansas City burger yeah. looks like. With some, yeah. you know, pulled pork top on top of it, which yeah. that makes more sense. So, As with anything, you're not going to get anything authentic from a McDonald's. But yeah. overall, the sauce is really bad. The burger... Tastes like a McDonald's Tastes burger. Tastes like a McDonald's burger. So and, yeah. yeah. If you get the opportunity to try it, go for it. It's not yeah. Kansas City. <laughs> it's not Kansas City, but not a bad burger. Yeah. 
I'm glad, so. I'm glad I've got to try it. Thanks, thanks again to Ben. Yeah. And uh, actually, thanks to um, 41 Action News. Yeah, we are, like, there is a cameraman looking at us right now. Cameras are on us. Cameras are on us. I don't know if they'll ever air this. <laughs> yeah. If they do, so, it'll be like the midnight, yeah. 2 a.m. Yeah, supposedly running. they're going to air it uh, tonight, June 19th at the 10 o'clock news and possibly yeah. on the 8 o'clock. Is 8 o'clock news, 6 a.m., 4 or 5? Four, five, and six tomorrow morning, the twentieth. So, all right. uh, see our faces on TV, I guess. I guess so. All right. Well, that's it for our burger review. First ever. First ever. All right. <laughs> I hope you guys liked it. All right. So that was a a fun time recapping that. Uh, what the burger tastes like. It's our first food review, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that. I don't know if that should be a regular thing. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not a food critic. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, uh, it tastes like. What does it taste like? Tastes like ketchup meatloaf. on meatloaf. <laughs> but what else? Uh, ketchup on meatloaf. Did meat I say loaf. it was meatloafy and ketchupy? Or that was like all I had. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a ton of fun. Thanks again uh, to Mick Schaefer. A uh, little insider info for you. We're going to have him on the pod later in July. So mm-hmm. look out for that. We're excited uh, for Mick to come on. Thanks to Channel 41 for featuring us on the news. That was really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah. Sweet. Shout out to Titties one more time. Thanks yeah. for getting those burgers here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, other than burgers, we got to talk Royals. Sure. Uh, because, you know, tons to talk about with those Royals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and here's it's just, June in Kansas yeah. City. Like, what the hell do you talk about? Well, here's what I found. And uh, this, like, when you hear these things, you would think, oh, they must be talking about a pretty good team. Yeah. Like, a team with these players, they got to be in the hunt. That's a good lineup. So the Royals have the major league leader in hits. That's Whit Merrifield with 93. Triples, that's Mondesi with 8. Uh-huh. And I think Witt's right behind him with 7, too. Okay. Uh, and stolen bases. Mondesi, Mondesi leads the league with 27. And they also have the American League second-place holder. So he's second place in home runs. This is Solaire. Pretty important. He's got so, 20. So home runs and triples, like the home most runs, bases triples you can get. and hits. You can get on a single swing of yeah. the bat. Yeah. Uh, extra base hits. Solaire's got 37. He's second in the AL. And RBIs, he's got 52. And again, that's second in the AL. So you look at a team with those three hitters in the lineup, you got to think, that, that's probably a pretty yeah. decent team. Yeah, they're probably not in last place. In, yeah, in the they're American probably League. not pacing to lose over 100 games. Yeah. And I think that's where we should be frustrated as Royals fans is that uh, we, we were never supposed – like Dayton Moore, he's never claimed to have the tank, like to tank for this. And yeah. so you would expect him to put a competitive team out there if he has this good of players on his team. And so that's where I think I'm frustrated as a Royals fan and with Dayton is that he's put together, you know, three good seasons in 11 mm-hmm. years as the GM. And uh, this he's been is there 11 years. Yeah, I think oh, so. Shit. Yeah, I know. And and he still hasn't figured out besides the one run. Yeah. How to build a team. Yeah. And I that's mean, frustrating. It is it's not, super frustrating. Yeah. And yeah, I wish like I think it's even worse that I'm not that frustrated yeah like indifference is the worst feeling you can have like if you're dating more the last thing you want your fans to feel is indifference mm-hmm. and that's uh, still what i feel like i really honestly i really don't care that much yeah and that's that's even worse than yeah it mad. is worse because i was actually listening to uh jason whitlock interview he was talking about his time in kansas city and he was talking about how 
oh, I didn't, you know, the Royals were a charity case when I was there. Uh-huh. I just didn't go in very hard on them. He was like, Carl Peterson, that guy, he probably hated me because of how hard I was on yeah. the Chiefs front office, yeah. but they could handle it. And now I feel like we're back in that, oh, well, he won a World yeah. Series. We're not going to be hard yeah. on Dayton Moore. Yeah. But my, my, my clock's almost up on Dayton Moore where I'm going to start being visual, like, uh, outwardly spoken about my frustrations with him. Yeah. Because he's had time to, you know, it's been four years since the World Series. He's had time to put together a decent club. He's got good players, yeah. but he can't surround them with anything. Yeah. Everyone else is so bad. So. Yeah. Danny's like losing interest in the Royals. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just like, yeah. That that's really that's how I feel. This summer, that's, that's how I feel. I, I, it's it's indifference, and I think that's about as bad as it gets if you're a GM. Like to have people who are fans of you um, be totally indifferent to you. And yeah. I don't know if that's just because, again, we talked about this before, but if it's just because Mahomes and the Chiefs and the expectations there, and yeah. how ready I am for football season, but. My indifference to the Royals could not get any higher. Yeah, and I will, and that's bad too. But what also is going to be bad is now that we're in media, and I start putting Dayton's, you oh. know, I start putting his oh, ass on the shit. hot seat a little bit, and I might yeah. start coming for him. Oh boy! So I mean, just look out, Dayton. Moore. It was a, it was it was one thing when Kevin Ritz yes tweeted about Dayton Moore, but when State Your Line starts yep. tweeting Here about it, it comes. watch Here comes out the media. Yeah, watch this dogs. is yeah. All uh-huh. right, so. <laughs> We got to that, that that's very close to happening. Uh, but I think that's as, as far as we can keep you guys interested in the Royals too. Yeah. A lot yeah. of good players. We suck and we shouldn't. Yeah. Let's be better. Yeah. Um, and another, you know, switching off the Royals and more onto Kansas city. We're not going to get into politics here uh, about issues or things like that, but it's a big deal. Kansas city has a new mayor today. We have a new mayor uh, elect, oh, a mayor elect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't specific. take office yet. Um, yeah. Quentin Lucas won in a kind of a landslide. Yeah. 59 to 41 ish mm-hmm. percentage wise. So yeah, uh, we have a new mayor and we're a podcast about Kansas city. We focus on Kansas city. So, I mean, this is something that happens once every four years. We haven't had a new, ha- hadn't had a new mayor in eight years. Yeah. So this is a big deal for Kansas City. Sly James, respect. Respect. Bow tie game, very yeah. strong. Come on the pod, Sly. Yeah. Sly, now that you got some extra time, we got a seat for you. Yeah. Come join the pod. And uh, But it is a cool story. Uh, I was reading about Quentin Lucas. He's a guy who came from not a lot, came from poverty, experienced homelessness as a child, uh, still was able to, to get a law degree from Cornell, overcome all that. Uh, and now he's the mayor of a city that he grew up in poverty in, which is yeah. just a really cool story. Someone who knows the city, I think it's a, a very cool story. 34 years old. I think he, yeah. he's like the youngest mayor in 100 years or you're something th- like that. You're 30. <laughs> Shit. I'm doing a fucking podcast right now <laughs> in my grandma's old house. Yeah, we upgraded re- to our grandma's and reviewing, house. reviewing McDonald's burgers <laughs> and trying to go viral because I reviewed a McDonald's burger and Quentin Lucas is four years older than me and yeah. now he's the mayor of kansas city i mean but i have a podcast about kansas city yes exactly. so who's doing more exactly who has more power in kansas city a podcast <laughs> i mean the the microphone is mightier than the sword that's what they're saying everyone now. says that <laughs> yeah so cool story for quentin lucas to go from you know experiencing poverty in kansas city to now being the mayor in just 34 years really awesome story and yeah uh where we'll segue with that is we actually no, wait. go ahead. Come on the pod. Yeah. Quentin we Lucas. Got, we got room for you. <laughs> um, 
where we're going to segue with that is uh, we actually find this out midway through the interview, but we have Quentin Lucas's good friend on the podcast this week. Uh, John D. Don. John D. Don. Um, he, he's an attorney for Kenny Hertz Perry Law mm-hmm. Firm, um, and he's going to talk to us about um, marijuana again. Yeah. We're not a pot podcast. Yeah, we have talked about it, but we just talked about it. We're not druggies. No. We're not reefer heads. No. Nope. Uh, But it is a fun interview. And if you're interested in learning about, uh, you know, how a business is going to get started here in Kansas City in that industry. Yeah. How people in Kansas City are going to get cards, how they're going to buy marijuana legally. All of that process is really interesting. So make sure you listen. It's a very fun interview. All right, today we are joined by John Dedon from Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm. I got the name right that time. Uh, and uh, John is joining us because uh, his law firm, uh, Dan, I think you can explain this a little better, but they have uh, a lot of experience dealing with uh, medical marijuana and, and the businesses that are going to be popping up from that. Yeah, um, actually, I'll just let uh, John describe kind of what Kenny Hertz Perry um law firm saw in the, uh, the the medical marijuana that is getting started and why you guys wanted to get involved. Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your yeah, podcast. You're yeah, yeah, you're welcome. We're, we're big fans at Kenny Hertz Perry. Um, <laughs> A so, lot of listeners over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the long and the short of it is Kenny Hertz Perry is a law firm that does a lot of entrepreneurial law. So John Kenny Hertz is the Kenny Hertz of Kenny Hertz Perry. And he has a, a background in uh, finance. He was former in-house counsel for like a private equity firm. Okay. And so he's helped a lot of startups not only get formed, but do like equity raises and, and stuff like that, raise money. And so he's super, super valuable, you know, forming companies and, and getting them kind of from, you know, an idea to a point where they're, you know, relatively well capitalized. Yeah. Okay. And, and his partner, Braden Perry... Um, he's a former government enforcement attorney. He was a white collar and criminal defense attorney at uh, Hush Blackwell. Okay. And then he went in-house for the CFTC, which is the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission. So his wheelhouse is kind of like regulatory enforcement actions and stuff like that. Like we defend a lot of SEC enforcement actions, a lot of Kansas Securities Commissioner enforcement actions. So anyway, kind of the, the two strengths of Kenny Hurst Perry are the entrepreneurship law and the regulated industries law. And so Perfect. like this exactly coming together. I right, see where this right. is going. So it's like the nexus of those two, you know, medical marijuana companies, they're all going to be startups mm-hmm. in Missouri. And it's like the most highly regulated industry there is. So yeah. we thought it was perfect. Um, one issue was figuring out whether we could ethically do it and yeah. whether our medical or our, uh, legal malpractice insurance is going to cover us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once we got those two bits nailed down, we were, uh, we were all about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, you, you talked about how, uh, you specialize in startups. Is that what we're going to see is a, a bunch of local business people starting up these, uh, shops and dispensaries, or are they going to be bigger? Is there bigger national chains that are going to be coming into Missouri to start these shops? So it's interesting. The Missouri, the, the constitution requires that it, that these medical marijuana businesses be majority owned, and I'm doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. I guess that doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah, come across. We, don't have, we haven't we haven't got a TV show <laughs> yet, but when we do, yeah. So the companies have to be majority owned by a person that's lived in Missouri. 
for at least a year. Um, they don't define what majority owned means. Uh, the Department of Health and Senior Services recently came out and said that means that the Missourians have to own the majority of the voting interests, number one, and the economic interests, number two. And so most of these, com all of the companies have a majority ownership component by a Missourian. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are solely owned by Missourians, but a lot of them have... Are, are a situation where the Missourian has partnered with a big out-of-state marijuana company. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the, uh, the advantages to doing that are obvious because, mm -hmm. you know, the big out-of-state company has the resources and the know-how, and they can just come in, and they got blueprints and plans, and they got experts that know how to, you know, write the applications yeah. and get the whole thing up and going. Whereas if you're just a bunch of Missouri guys, you don't know how to do any of that stuff. Unless yeah. you've worked at one of these, you yeah. know, Colorado or whatever Michigan mm -hmm. companies. So is that where you guys come in, or uh, so where does Kenny Hertz Perry come in? Um, is it to to be the just the general counsel for these for these companies to help them um, through the application process to help them you know find banking, find insurance, other stuff like that? What what is what will be your role with these companies? Or so what is it? Our, our engagement is different for each company. We've got a lot of companies that are just like, hey, you know, that, that want us to find them a partner out of state, mm -hmm. uh, that want us to set up the banking, do all of the regulatory compliance with the banking stuff, mm -hmm. want us to do the IP stuff and, and all the corporate formation stuff and then draft the application for them. Okay. Um, but, you know, we bill our time hourly. And so that's expensive mm -hmm. when you have us do everything. And, mm -hmm. and if you're just a startup, like you said, that, that can get expensive. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So the people that have us do that tend to be um, successful entrepreneurs from around here okay. that, were, that are interested in getting into the game uh -huh. and, and they need a partner that knows the marijuana business. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of play matchmaker and then we kind of do all of that ancillary stuff for them yeah. too. So, so let's start a little bit from the beginning. Um, the history of this law and the history of medical marijuana being passed in Missouri. Kind of walk us through a simple timeline. When did this, when did this get legalized and when will we see, when will we see, you know, shops popping up and, and prescription cards being handed out? Sure. So the, the amendment itself, Missouri's weird because there's all kinds of constitutional well, a lot of, a lot of reasons why Missouri's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can just like stop there. Right. Missouri's weird. Didn't period. Yeah, yeah. End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Among many reasons why Missouri's yes. weird. Uh, they have a ton of constitutional amendments. A lot of the stuff that would just be like a regular law in other states is a constitutional amendment in Missouri. And so amendment, it was called Amendment 2 at the time. Uh, the constitutional amendment that passed medical marijuana mm -hmm. uh was voted on last November, it technically became effective December 6th of 2018. Um, that effective date didn't really mean much mm -hmm. other than starting the timer on, on various dates. Okay. And so the first date that kind of rolled around was June 4th. On June 4th... This just, you know, yeah, 15 days ago? 2019. Okay. On that date, the Department of Health and Senior Services had to have all the rules finalized, had to have the applications out, and uh, the application forms for uh, medical marijuana facility licenses and for uh, patient uh, ID licenses. Did they meet that deadline? 
It's a, it's a government uh, agency, so giving them six months to do anything, yeah, that's right. like... <laughs> well, and it's tough, too, because it's like they, they had this mandate imposed upon them, but it's not like, you know, they got money to do it. Okay. And so they were in a really tough position, and I know it took up a lot of their resources. But I think for the most part, they did a great job. Um, did, and, the, and are they... So are they seeking outside help? You said... So they didn't get, like, this a ton of influx of money to create these. Did they seek right. outside help from Nevada, Colorado people that have already done this or people in the industry? So what they did was they said, you can prepay your application fee as soon as January 6th. And everybody, and they said explicitly, it's not going to give you any advantage. But it's like with publishers clearinghouse sweepstakes. (laughs) Everybody feels like if they buy a magazine, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe their sweepstakes entry goes in a different pile. Even Uh though publishers clearinghouse says it won't improve your chances of winning. People just can't get over that intuition mm-hmm. that well they'll like me better if i do this <laughs> yeah and so yeah. even though the dhss said this won't improve your chances and we told all our clients it's stupid mm-hmm. to prepay this because yeah. now you're locked in uh-huh. and, and you don't know what's going to happen uh-huh. they're they haven't put the rules out yet yeah, they could yeah. put in some rule that's you know anyway yeah um a lot of people prepay like they got two or three million bucks mm-hmm. uh, oh, okay before the rules even came okay. out. Okay. And okay. so that the reason they did that obviously was yeah, to fund yep. their their efforts. It was real smart. Um but so they funded it in part through that. Okay. So then June fourth is the deadline to to um for uh DHSS to set out the rules and regulations. Our next deadline is what, August third, I think, for people to apply to open uh uh, storefront basically so july 4th this july isn't 4th. relevant to the businesses but on okay. starting july 4th um they say i i anticipate it'll be july 3rd i don't think they're going to be yeah, in the office july on 4th. july 4th but by july 4th they have to accept uh applications for qualifying patient id cards and okay. for caregiver id cards okay and those are the cards that will allow people to so those are the individual's cards. Exactly. Okay. They'll, and they get those from a from a physician. So what they'll get from a physician is called the physician certification. Okay. It's basically the physician saying, I certify that this person has a qualifying condition. Okay. Air quotes. More, more air, air quotes. Qualifying, <laughs> a quote, qualifying condition yeah. as that term is defined in, in Missouri law. Okay. Um, and so they'll take that physician certification They'll submit it with their application, uh-huh. and there's other stuff. The, the individual will do too. this. The individual yeah. will, um, and then within 30 days they'll get their little card. Mm-hmm. Um, and the card, nowhere to buy though yet, right? Nowhere to buy. Nowhere yes. to buy. But you can get in addition to a card to possess, you can get a cultivation card. Okay. So the first people growing mm. marijuana in Missouri are not going to be the businesses. Yeah. They're going to be individuals with a cultivation card. Okay. Um, and what's that? Hundred bucks. It's something like okay. that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the exact application fee amount is, but it's, not important. Not a, asking for a friend. No. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's going to be a really interesting situation because, as you alluded to earlier, the businesses can't apply, can't even submit their licenses until August third. Okay, and and then that window to apply is August 3rd to August 17th. Oh, geez. And then it's cut off. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then everybody that's applied in that period will get their application, they say, will get it granted or denied by December 31st. 
2019. Okay. So experiences in other states lead us to believe yeah. that they could push that back. Yeah, because yeah. It, mm-hmm. And then it's like, what do you do? Are you going to uh-huh. sue you know, the DHSS? Uh-huh. So yeah. you really don't have any recourse. Um, but, you know, that's what they say. They okay. said it's going to be done by December 31st. And so if they stick to that, then you're going to have to go out and get your facility ready to go. Uh-huh. And before it can open, you got to get it inspected by the DHSS. Uh-huh. So before anybody can start growing marijuana, a lot of things have to happen. We estimate that it's going to be probably second quarter of 2020 before anybody starts growing marijuana. Okay. And then, of course takes a while to actually grow the pot. Yeah. So it's probably going to be late second quarter, early third quarter before there's any pot to sell in Missouri dispensaries. How long does it take to grow pot? So it, it varies. It, pot's weird. It's, it's, uh, you can grow it as tall as you want. Like yeah. You could, in the wild, it grows like any other plant. It just grows all summer. Yeah. And it just gets taller and taller and taller. Um, what you want if you're and I'm not a pot growing expert. I've never <laughs> grown pot. This is just what my the consultant research have told us. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not read le- it in books only. Yeah. Not legal advice. Um <laughs> Yeah, we should have put one of those <laughs> disclaimers yeah, that we'll you have hear on talk like, really yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The choice of attorney is important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So um what what I'm told is you you grow the pot and you want to get it to a certain height. You want to Harvest it as quickly as possible, obviously, yeah. because you want to grow as many crops per year as possible. Mm-hmm. What I'm told, not legal advice, is that the best way to do that is try to get about 3.7 crops a year. And because... Per plant. Yeah, per, uh, okay. per, per plant or uh-huh. per grow room or whatever. Okay. And so you want to get the plant to a big enough height that when you start messing with the lights uh-huh. so the plant starts to put thinks out buds then yeah. yeah it thinks it's about to die so it tries to reproduce uh-huh. puts out buds and um you want to have it big enough at that point that you get a, a fair amount of weight mm-hmm. but you also don't want to just you know go and go and go forever mm-hmm. and you know only get two crops a year yeah and so the kind of the sweet spot is about three or four crops a year mm-hmm. yeah so uh i think i, I was reading there's a, a ton of different little city regulations that might come into play here in Kansas City, like being 750 feet from a school or a church. Uh, I think also uh, just limiting the smell that comes out of the shops. So what do you see as like the most annoying little things that a city can impose to to try to, I don't know, maybe stop this if they're maybe calling it reefer madness or, or whatever they want to <laughs> call it. Uh, so the interesting thing about this law is that Cities are constitutionally prohibited from placing an undue burden, air quotes, undue burden on medical marijuana facilities. Mm-hmm. The, the state law imposes a 1,000-foot buffer requirement, so you can't put any mer- uh, medical marijuana facility within 1,000 feet of a school, church, or daycare. Mm-hmm. Cities are allowed to vary downward from that, but not upward. From okay. That. So you can't make the buffer bigger. You can't impose uh undue burdens including time place and manner restrictions Mm -hmm. but you can impose quote reasonable time place and manner restrictions Mm -hmm. what that means nobody knows but people are generally limiting it to this is why lawyers get paid because they get to right they get to determine what all those air quotes mean right exactly what is reasonable oh we love the word reasonable (laughs) yeah yeah um 
And so cities are tend to limit it to like 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh-huh. kind of deal. They don't want 24-hour dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, there's an ordinance pending in Kansas City, Missouri, and it just went before, I don't know, one of the committees yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the amendment to it, uh, originally the ordinance was going to decrease the 1,000-foot buffer to 750 feet in Kansas okay. City. So Kansas City is actually like helping in a way more than what the Missouri what the Missouri state law says, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so yesterday they amended the proposed ordinance. This is still a proposed ordinance, not final. Mm-hmm. Uh, the buffer zone around dispensaries is zero mm. in the proposed ordinance. So if that became law, uh, you could have a dispensary literally next door to a school. Okay. So, and so, and our new mayor who just got elected is is kind of seems to be on yeah. the progressive side of a lot of that stuff. Shout right? out, shout out, Quentin Lucas. Yeah. Um, yes, Quentin Lucas is a a wise and, and <laughs> honest man. Um, no, I I don't know specifically what his medical marijuana uh, policies are going to be. Full disclosure, by the way, Quentin Lucas is a good friend of mine. Okay. We were we oh, clerked nice. together on the Eighth Circuit. Oh, there you and go. So I'm I'm very Pro, very yeah. biased in favor of Quentin Lucas. So great to see him win in in sort of a blowout yeah, election dominated. last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing about Kansas City is it has a weak mayor system. Not okay. to get into city politics, but. So in a lot of stuff, the mayor is no more influential than any individual city councilman. Okay. So for our purposes, he's not going to take office. I don't I don't know exactly what yeah, date I he takes remember. office. It's yeah. sometime in August. Our applications basically have to be, we want our applications done by August 3rd. Okay. He's not going to do anything yeah. as mayor that is going to affect what we do for our application. Mm-hmm. He might do stuff as city councilman, Lucas, mm-hmm. that will affect what we're doing. Um, and in fact, this, the ordinance I discussed is going to go before the whole city council, we think sometime in mid July. Mm -hmm. So he's going to get to vote on that along with everybody else on the city council. Um, but yeah, he's come out, he's very progressive. Yeah. Yeah. Seems seems to be that way. I know he wants to pardon all Uh the municipal. That's uh, one thing he has that he can do as a mayor, not as a councilman. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So. So what do you see? I don't know if there has been anything out there as far as what the city or state, what are they going to do with all the revenue that's generated uh, from marijuana sales? So I I believe, I don't know exactly the name of the organization or the fund, but it's going to benefit veterans. Okay. And so, you know, we have a lot of groups uh, that we're working with that are trying to kind of um, adopt that spirit. And so, you know, one of the things that these medical marijuana applications are scored on is community impact. Okay. And so, you know, helping veterans is something everybody, you know, Can whether get behind or not, that, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. whether Sporting or not you troops. served in the army, yeah. everybody realizes that that's a really like important and yeah. selfless and dangerous thing that these yeah. people do. And, and oftentimes it has unfortunately really bad consequences for them. Lifelong consequences. Yeah, yeah. Physically. And it's like. Everybody wants to do everything they can to help veterans. And so... Um, and on top of that, they can't get it. They'll never be able to get uh, this from the VA because it's not, you know, it's a federal law, right? Well, never say never. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, in, in yeah, the, yeah. It, that's one of the questions we have that we can talk about. But, you know, they can't, 
they have no access to medical marijuana through the VA. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, as of now, you know, mm-hmm. it's marijuana is federally illegal. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, any, okay. any Sorry federal... I interrupted you. But... No, no, you're fine. What I was going to say was, and I don't want to jump ahead, um, you know, medical marijuana is legalized in some way, shape, or form in 33 states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's a pretty good percentage of Congress where yeah. the representatives know okay, our constituents want this. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a matter of when it becomes federally legalized. Yeah, I agree. If. Have you have you heard anything um, about that? Or, or what about, you know, what about Kansas? Will will Kansas ever, will Kansas be the last one in, of, all, of 50 states to legalize it? Well, so they're already like one of the last five. Okay. There, there are only five states left, I believe. That haven't even uh, started. That, that are totally uh, consistent with the Controlled Substances Act. One of them's Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Kansas no. And so, it you know, Kansas is weird because it's weirdly liberal on some stuff. Yeah, like yeah. we have a Democrat governor. Uh-huh. We, we elect Democrats from Johnson County from uh-huh. time to time. Yeah. Um, but then we're weirdly conservative on, you know, yeah, random stuff yeah. like marijuana. And so... for madness. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I don't I know I know there's enough. plenty of hippies from the 70s living in Johnson County in Leewood. Yes. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think maybe where I want to see or, or take this next is like for your average citizen, what's the process going to be like uh, actually getting a card and, and, and buying from shops? Is it just a prescription from the doctor or, or how does that all take place? So the doctor can't prescribe it because a okay. prescription has like federal uh, – what's the best way to put this? has a federal dimension to it mm-hmm. because the federal government issues physicians a DEA number so they can prescribe narcotics. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you were to prescribe an illegal substance, they could take away your yeah. DEA number. Okay. And so no doctor will prescribe marijuana for that reason. So there was a case out of California in, I think it was 96, where they the, the Ninth Circuit held that you have, a doctor has a First Amendment right to discuss things with their patients That's right. that might help the patient. Yeah. And so if the doctor, in his medical opinion, wants to tell the patient, hey, man, you know, I think marijuana might help you, there's nothing that prevents the doctor from saying that. From discussing it's, it. Yeah, it's yeah. just speech. It's, yeah. it's just speech. This is all the way back in 96? All the way back okay. in 96, okay. I think. I think. It was the, in the 90s for sure in California. Okay. Um, and so that was kind of the beginning of this physician recommendation workaround. Mm-hmm. He's doing air quotes again. Air quotes. Recommendation. Recommendation. So Missouri's kind of taken it a step further. The physician doesn't even have to really recommend that you use marijuana. Mm -hmm. He just has to, air quotes, certify that you have a qualifying condition. Okay. And so, and that he has discussed the risks and benefits. What are some of those qualifying conditions? Uh, So like epilepsy. Okay. That's, you know, not to cut myself off, but uh, one thing thing I'd like to say is this. There is so much BS out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about what marijuana does, what it doesn't do. Epilepsy is one of the things where there is like actual documented evidence. Yeah. And especially CBD in particular. Mm-hmm. CBD actually does help epileptic seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I anybody who's got a Facebook account yeah. sees all kinds of, you know, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, outlandish claims. Yeah. So anyway, epilepsy is one of them. Um, anxiety. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of AIDS, mm-hmm. cancer. You know, 
there, there's a slew of conditions, and then there's a condition at the end of the list that says, or any other condition, yes. where the physician there's thinks it'll yeah. so, so, Some lawyer wrote that yeah, in. Yeah, right. So, so really, it's anything, yeah. anytime. And, and the other thing about this program is this, not to editorialize, but... No, it's no, a that's why we have so you here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's sort of... The idea that this is like medicine is a little bit of a fiction. I think legalization of medical marijuana is really more just soft legalization of marijuana. Mm -hmm. If it was really medicine, the doctor would tell you how much to take, mm -hmm. you know, when to take it, what to take it for, you uh -huh. know, maybe this strain or that strain. Yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't smoke it. I don't think any doctor would recommend inhaling smoke of any kind in your lungs. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not. And, and so I don't, uh, that's not to say that people can't derive benefits from smoking marijuana. Yes. But what I'm saying is, the idea that it is this strictly mm -hmm. controlled medical yeah. regimen is a little bit of a fiction. It's like, it's like Tums or Advil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> take it when you exactly. need it. And, uh, you know, sometimes Tums, sometimes take it, I take, take it like before. Take too much. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Take it before exactly. the hot wings. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, not <laughs> and after, I just kind of determine, I know when I need the Tums. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, so kind of like that. I mean, yeah. a doctor would say, Try Tums. Exactly. And would recommend that. But the doctor wouldn't say two Tums every day at 8 a.m. and two Tums at noon. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So it's in that way, it's more like over-the-counter medicine. Yeah. Um, but it's... The, the, the most highly is, regulated. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's like over-the-counter medicine that you need a special card for. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so how are they going to be able to predict the demand? Is it going to be all the, the cards that people are applying for? And they'll see, okay, this is how many people we, we're going to have to serve. Or, like, how are they going to know about the demand here in Missouri? So it's super, super tough to anticipate the demand. Um, other states, the thing about estimates is they're always wrong, mm -hmm. you know. And so Oklahoma issued an estimate of what the demand was going to be like. And then it was way higher. Mm -hmm. And so people are, when that happened, all the people in Missouri who do these estimates raise their estimate. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's really going to be tough to tell. The important reason why we need an estimate is because there is a constitutional mandate that we have enough dispensaries and marijuana mm -hmm. to serve the people that need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because we, then it's not a legitimate industry if you don't. Right? right. Exactly. And so, and, and the DHSS is going to be looking at that because there's going to be an initial wave mm -hmm. of licenses that they issue. And then if there's more needed, they're going to issue more. So their determination of whether we need more licenses is going to be crucially important in determining the size of this industry in Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, how they're going to calculate that demand, I don't know how you could. Mm -hmm. Because there's also the the home cultivation angle. And it's yeah. like, you don't know if they're going to, the people growing at home are going to do it well or mm -hmm. poorly. Like, yeah. I, I have never grown marijuana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've grown a lot of other plants, and yeah. sometimes they don't do that well. Yeah. You know, they, Tried to grow basil in my windowsill. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So I can only imagine that people are going to fail at growing pot at their house. Uh -huh. and And so it's... You, you really can't factor that in to yeah. the equation. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if you have any other questions, um, but uh, yeah. just, you know, we're two guys. We don't smoke marijuana. Uh, you know, I think we would get drug tested at our jobs yeah, and yeah. that kind of stuff. But 
Uh, if there are just two normal guys who are thinking, you know, I might try this, get into it, uh, are there, would there be repercussions? Would they be protected at work from drug tests? Uh, what other laws do you see coming into play because yeah, of this? Question. So that's a great question and something that's handled by our employment attorney, Jeff Donahoe. Shout out, Jeff Donahoe. Shout out, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Um, that's, that's a huge issue because it's like, what if somebody has a disability? What if they have mm-hmm. like epileptic seizures and it's, it's like really clearly established that smoking marijuana helps them? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have a drug policy that says we get to give you UAs. Yeah. I know and Jeff you Donahoe. Fail, he went to he was in my fraternity at Mizzou. No kidding, <laughs> great guy. Yeah, great Donahoe, guy. sup? <laughs> Shout out Jeff Donahoe. Um, so the law on that is unsettled. Okay, is the long and the short of it. There are lawsuits pending in California right now, mm-hmm. and and so obviously there are no lawsuits in Missouri yet, mm-hmm. but there will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. It's a really fine line for the employer to walk uh, to walk because you don't want to just say, okay, you can. And, and also, even if you're allowed to have pot in your system, can you be blazed at work? Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't be drunk at work. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. But can you can you take, you know, a, a small dosage at work that mellows you out, cools your anxiety, makes you a better employee? Yeah. It's it's really going to be a really really tough. You just need to legalize this thing on the federal level and get some federal regulations around it. Right. And I mean I don't know if that will will help or hurt. You know, Kenny hurts Perry if it does get federalized. Yeah. Uh, or federally legal, but um, I imagine the more regulation that comes in, the more lawyers are needed. So. I I think generally that's correct. <laughs> I think. To, but yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be you know. It's weird. Marijuana is weird because it's a substance that gets you high yeah. and also might have medical benefits. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, and, and to some extent, I know with CBD, they say there's no intoxicating. I've never mm-hmm. taken CBD. I haven't either. But, you know, to some extent, those qualities are difficult to separate, or at least they have been mm-hmm. thus far. And so it's like, how do you allow somebody the benefit without having people that are blazed at uh-huh. work? Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's uh, you know... It's not something that we've figured out yet. Yeah. Um, but we anticipate there's going to be all kinds of litigation, especially if they say, you know, what if somebody has epilepsy with the Americans with Disabilities uh-huh. Act? If they request a reasonable accommodation, the employer has to kind of right. give yeah. it to them. Mm-hmm. Not legal advice. That's a, a <laughs> yeah. crappy summary of your obligations yeah. under the uh, ADA. Yeah, give us a quick summary of the ADA, ADA <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. will you? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I got 30 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, what if somebody says, hey, you know, there's medical evidence that this helps with whatever condition. Mm-hmm. So let me smoke weed at work. Yeah. And they're like, well, we think that people being high at work is bad for their performance at work. Uh-huh. And we don't think that's a reasonable accommodation. And so all of those issues are going to have to be litigated. Mm-hmm. And once courts start ruling on that, then we'll have a little more guidance. But, you know, I'm glad I'm not the court that has to rule on that. Yeah. Because it's, there are legitimate arguments both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's real tough. So a year from now, we might be seeing our first shops pop up so maybe we'll have you back on if we're still around <laughs> yeah, hopefully. yeah hopefully yeah but have you back on and we'll see how everything's gone over the last year sounds yeah. great guys. I imagine I you guys to. will be busy over the next year kenny hurts absolutely we're, <laughs> we're going crazy right now trying to get these applications ready for okay. august 3rd good okay good cool yeah. all right thanks for coming on john great guys thanks for having me 
All right, thanks again to John D. Don. I have the hardest time with that guy's name, but it was, it's so simple. <laughs> uh, but I think it's because it almost rhymes. But John was a ton of fun. I learned a lot. Again, we're two guys who are not familiar with the industry, no. so we uh, got familiar. And that was pretty cool just to hear what's going to be happening in Kansas City because it is a big deal. Um, so thanks again to John. Uh, now, as we do every week, we always like to talk about what we tried this week. And I think Danny and I are a little embarrassed that this is the first time we've ever tried this. Uh, so what did we try this week? Boulevardia. First time. Yeah. First I can't believe timers. we never went before. Yeah. It was a blast. I, I mean, yeah, like you said, I, I can't believe I hadn't gone before because mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun and we were there like not for the big shows. We didn't go to, um, because of um the an big artist, bands yeah. that that were there i mean we went for an artist but yeah we went for the one we went for wonder fuzz <laughs> but we didn't go for you know uh dashboard confessionals or anything like that and we were there kind of during the day um and it was a blast i, I had a ton of fun uh, by far not by far but one of my favorite parts was the silent disco yeah um it was incredible. i had never done a silent disco before it was uh a blast and for, for those who don't know, you have headphones mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put mm-hmm. that. Give me some backtracks. Mm-hmm. You have headphones mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and there's two mm-hmm. DJs up on the stage, and your headphones have a uh, channel flipper, and you can flip in between which DJ you want to listen to. So if you're listening to one DJ, and like you're listening to the DJ, maybe they're killing it, but maybe not so not so much. And then you see everyone go nuts. You're like, oh shit! And they got a different color on. Yeah, than everyone you do. must be listening to the yeah. other DJ. So, so then w- you flip your headphones. <laughs> yeah, and then you hear the other DJ playing, and they're just like, put, yeah. put out a banger, and you're like, oh god, this is amazing. It was so cool because you know the DJ can talk to you in your headphone yeah. too. Yeah. So the DJ is like, hey, who likes Cardi B? And I'm like, yeah. And Danny's looking at me like. Wait, what's happening? Flips over to our channel. Yeah. Cardi B comes yeah. on. It's incredible. One of the DJs was playing probably more pop hits. The other one was the DJ. I yeah. swear to God, he was the actor in Zoolander who yeah. played Relax on yeah. repeat. Yeah, with like <laughs> the scar down his face. Yeah, and he looked just yeah. like him. And that guy wasn't feeling him as much, but it was a ton of fun. Yeah. We recommend that. And then we just bounced around. Uh, people complain about it always being really hot. And it was hot, but I mean, there's tons of shade. Yeah. Tons tense. of water. Easy ways to get out of the Free shade water in front of a fan, so you really don't feel that hot, and you're just you know drinking beer all day too. Yeah, and uh, and Wonder Fuzz, shout out Wonder Fuzz, they killed it, crushed they opened it on up the main the main stage. stage. Um, they played all their original hits, and they sounded fantastic. Yeah, um, everyone on Wonder Fuzz, you guys sounded great. So shout out to you guys. Um, the uh, Grizzly Hand. Yeah, the Grizzly Hand. We hadn't heard of them before. Uh, they played on the homegrown stage. So uh-huh. They have a stage dedicated completely to Kansas City local bands, and they just crushed it. Kind of a folksy, folksy country. country. I thought yeah. the singer sounded a lot like Miranda Lambert. She had incredible voice, and uh-huh. she uh, was they awesome. just partied on stage. It was it was a ton of fun. Yeah, and then we, we watched, we stuck around for the greeting committee. Yeah. Their band we talked about a little bit in the preview for Boulevardia, but... Uh, but they killed it as they well. They crushed it. And yeah, we asked surfing. them to come on the pod. Yeah. Like shouted at yeah. their, their lead singer, like, hey, come on our podcast. And she was like, wait, what? And we're like, yeah. yeah, stay your line. Like we had no way of like 
interacting other than just screaming at her and she was just like oh okay yeah thanks see ya and we're like oh god she's definitely coming on the pod yeah (laughs) we totally nailed that interaction yeah exactly we crushed that but uh, again a ton of fun easy like we didn't wait in line once for a beer we didn't wait in line for food no uh just a very cool well i guess we did try uh the campground too a new restaurant Uh down there yeah that was good Uh, if you want to go get a really cool specialty cocktail in the West Bottoms, the campground, mm-hmm. really cool place to do that. So, uh, yeah, I can't believe we had never been, but yeah. uh, Boulevardia, just just a really good time. Any any closing thoughts on uh, Boulevardia? No, I, um, no. I, I, yeah. Again, I, I think you said it all. I, th- I thought it was really well put together, really well organized. Shout out O'Neill Events. Yes, once again. O'Neill Events. We did see Kelly, uh, yeah. who we talked to in the interview. We saw Kelly, who we interviewed in episode three. So if you want a little bit the behind the scenes on how Boulevardia gets organized. Make sure you go back and listen yeah. to our episode with we saw O'Neal We events. saw Rafi Chaudhry there, too. Yeah, we saw Rafi Chaudhry uh, on episode four or five. He's on episode five, I yeah. think, and yeah. uh, we, we interviewed saw him, him there. Uh, so, yeah, a really good time. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, if you haven't been, go next year. I regret not going. So Yeah. Uh, and then now we're going to return one of everybody's favorite segments, uh, that's the Brittany Lynn post of the week. So Let's do it. It's beautiful if you are new to listening uh, because you found out about us on the news. Uh, Brittany Lynn is uh, Brittany Matthews. She is Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend, Kansas City's first lady. Fire Instagram account. <laughs> She's got a fire Instagram account. She's one of those uh, Instagram uh, fitness gurus, lifestyle yeah. gurus. Uh, and she lives the life. I mean, she's dating Pat Mahomes. Yeah. They're high school sweethearts. And I mean, I'm jealous of her. Yeah. She's Kansas City's first lady, like yeah. you said. And uh, uh, she she posts a lot, a lot. of Instagrams <laughs> of her just working out. Yes. Her just, doing nothing. Like, yeah. no, well, not doing nothing. Sorry. But just like a simple post of her just working out. Yes. I didn't think that was like... An Instagram? Yes. But it is. So anytime you just film yourself working out. Yeah. Anytime and post it. we see and they're they're usually pretty cringeworthy. Because you yeah. know these people who post their Instagram workout videos and you're like, ah, oh, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. And and For the caption Yeah. The captions can be cringeworthy sometimes too. And that's where we like to have fun with our, our girl Brittany Lynn. Come on the pod. Come on the pod, Brittany. <laughs> and uh this week is something different. I usually uh do the workout alongside Brittany Lynn, but I'm I'm coming off another ankle surgery, second Jeez. in like four months, so I'm gonna take it easy on the working out. But maybe hit know, the beach. Maybe hit the beach like Brittany Lynn. So Brittany Lynn posing on the beach uh in California, got her sunglasses on, a cute uh, swimsuit. Oh, she's showing a little under boob there too. So Brittany, <laughs> uh, and her, her comment, uh, her caption is just me. When you get told all the time, your boyfriend could do so much better. Whoa. Got, oh, I forget. No one can see me. You got the girl doing the hands up emoji, the like, shrug what? emoji, the shrug, mm. and then the hmm emoji, oh, the, hmm. the thinker that grabbed the chin. Hmm. Oh, hmm. Yeah. So could Patrick Mahomes do better? Okay. So Brittany, the first thing is you got to flip when you're sun tanning. Oh yeah, I, this happens to me all the time. <laughs> is when I'm on the beach and I just like suntan the front half of my body and I just like lay down because I'm lazy mm-hmm. and I just lay flat and I suntan just the the top of my body. Yeah, and then there's a perfect line like mm-hmm. right down my rib cage and on my legs of like because I didn't flip. Yeah. So Brittany, I've been there. Yeah. You got you got to flip. You got to flip and like when you get uh to be like when I lay out I'm more like a beached whale. Mm. And so then you got to stretch cuz you don't want the tan lines 
where like to form you know you got yeah so you got to stretch when you're in there too you don't want like the man boob tan line going yeah like from the shade right under from your boob, man boob right under your man yeah, boobs yeah so you got to yeah. stretch too good Be advice careful. yeah good advice but, for Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh Brittany lynn we would never say that i would never say that like if there's She's anything feeling I trust, the haters. Yeah. If there's anything I trust about Patrick Mahomes, it's his decision making. I love his decision making. Yeah. And so if it, if he says she's good enough, I think I I trust his decision making. Yeah. He's yeah. he's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. Exactly. And uh yeah, he's not a he's not afraid to go deep and throw the long ball. And uh and yeah, trust Pat Mahomes. Trust him. Everything he does. Our Lord and Savior. Yes, exactly. That's so Brittany, ignore the haters. Ignore, ignore the haters. The haters. Of which there are many. Yes. You are fine. And that will do it for our show this week. Thanks again, Channel 41, having us on. Uh, a ton of fun. Burger review was awesome. Uh next week we have Jeremy Danner. Uh he is coming on the podcast. He is a uh boulevard ambassador he does a lot of work with the royals or maybe just tweets a lot about the royals yeah uh but he's gonna know a ton about boulevard beer he's gonna know a ton about the royals it'll be a lot of fun so yeah you've sure probably you seen him on on like all the boulevards commercials that play um he he's a he's like the face of boulevard as far as their brewery and their mm. brewers come and and uh so yeah we're excited to talk yeah. to him we're very excited to talk to jeremy so that'll be a lot of fun so make sure you tune in and listen uh, make sure you give us a follow on social media at State Your Line on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to us. Give us five stars. Uh, it's been a ton of fun doing this episode. Uh, we hope you keep listening. It's going to be a ton of fun next week, and we'll see you around, Kansas.